Welcome to StoreBrand Spotlight. I'm Greg Sleeter, Executive Editor of StoreBrands. Our guest is Leilani Latimer, Fairtrade USA's Chief Commercial and Marketing Officer, leading the organization's commercial transformation and growth. Leilani joins us to discuss Fairtrade's recently released report, An Investment in Trust, Conscious Consumerism Goes Mainstream Despite Economic Headwinds. Leilani, welcome to StoreBrand Spotlight. Thank you. Pleased to be here. And we're, we're glad to have you. Um, the report was interesting. And, you know, we talk a lot about sustainability and then obviously the impact that pricing has on a consumer's willingness to buy a product that may be a little more expensive, but obviously has some benefits from an environmental standpoint or today as we talk about issues uh, re- revolving social governance and other things like that. So we wanted to kind of take a dive a little deeper into the report and, and get some thoughts uh, from you. So to start with, um, can you define um, conscious consumerism? Absolutely. The conscious consumer is actually just a person who shops their values. You could say that conscious consumer, the conscious consumer is a person who deliberately makes purchasing decisions based upon social, economic, or environmental impact of the product that they're buying on the world. Um, But I just like to say it's a person who shops their values. And this group of consumers, how is it evolving and is it growing in number? It is. That's what's exciting about our recent Consumer Insights report. Um, In fact, we may need to stop considering the conscious consumer as a distinct persona, because what we're seeing is that sustainable purchasing behaviors and desires um, are increasing across personas. And I say that because most organizations in marketing tend to use buyer personas And what we called out in our report is the persona that's growing the most is called the drifter. Um, And the drifter is a growing segment. And what that means is that buyers are moving around from their previously defined personas, which I like because I think we tend to be more diverse people than the boxes we get put into as consumers. But what's interesting is that this matches what other research has pointed to. In fact, there's a Capgemini 2020 study called Consumer Products and Retail, and they show that 87% of buyers will purchase a product because the company or the brand advocates or stands for an issue they care about. And 53% of consumers, so 57% in the 18 to 24 age group, have actually switched to lesser brands because the brand was more sustainable. Interesting. Um, There were a lot of uh, significant takeaways in the report. Can you highlight for us a couple um, that kind of stood out to you? Absolutely. I say it's all trust. So in challenging times with inflation up, stock down, mostly uncertainty high, Um, And a a year where I would say a real stress test for uh, consumer attitudes towards sustainability and social responsibility, I was very pleased to see that actually sustainable purchasing behavior has increased. And that, that to me is based upon trust, trust in the brand, trust in the product and trust in the promise that the brand is making about the product. The result in our in our survey um, on label awareness and purchasing behavior, those held steady. And they grew, in fact, across a range of, as I said earlier, a range of these customer segments, despite economic headwinds. So what I think is important is not just recognition of the seal, but propensity to purchase. So 
again, and trust. So 77% of all consumers said that a third-party certification is a trustworthy indicator when they make purchasing decisions. And 55% of millennials or 48% of Gen Zs, even with inflation, said they would pay 20% more for a fair trade certified product. So these are important signals of, again, the importance of the claim, the visibility of the claim on package, if you will, but also, again, purchasing propensity to purchase. We always talk about inflation, and I think over the years, as sustainability has become more of an effort, uh, or an, an issue, if you will, um, there's always been some concern of what impact that higher prices have. Has inflation had an impact on the issue of sustainability and how people shop, or, or are you seeing that's less and less now? Well, I think inflation is definitely putting pressure on everybody. It's putting pressure on consumers to be more discerning in their shopping behaviors. Um, but just as they don't want to compromise on value, they don't want to compromise on values, Uh, The same pressure extends to brands and retailers who don't want to raise prices for their customers, but they can't cut margins. And I think this actually speaks to the growth of private label products. In fact, last week I read that store branded product sales had hit record highs in 2022, increasing 11% over 2021, and national brand sales were up 6%. So this, in my opinion, is both a fair trade and a private brand opportunity. In fact, we work with many large retailers as they think about how they can add additional value to their private label offerings. Um, We're seeing them using third-party supply chain certifications like Fairtrade to distinguish their own brands and build greater trust with their loyal consumers. I also think there's another turning point that we've met, in particular regarding consumer recognition of supply chain problems. And companies or brands need to prove that their sustainability programs are more than just marketing statements. When we look back at the recession of 2008, which I think is an important indicator, the brands that continued to make bold investment in sustainability during those tough economic times weathered the recession much better than other traditional brands who did not. And while that might seem counterintuitive, those companies actually doubled down on some important initiatives, innovation, waste reduction, and quality improvement. And those things all led to increased customer satisfaction, increased bottom line improvements, and of course, growth with their customers. So those to me are, again, they, they translate to financial success. In fact, when I looked at a study of B Corp uh, companies after post-2008 recession, they performed 64% better than their non-certified counterparts. And companies that were traded on sustainability indices had a 4.8% better stock price performance. So there's, there's the good part of it. There's also the financial benefit of it. That, that, that's interesting. And it's interesting you talk about a, a turning point. And, and, I, and so that kind of leads to the next question, because I think with sustainability, we continually ask, will people pay more? Um, do you envision a, a time when the cost of products will be less of a factor in this conversation? Well, I love this question. Um, so I'm going to be a bit provocative on this one, because I think it, it speaks to an underlying assumption that being sustainable costs more. And I would argue that supply chain disruptions, social and environmental risk in the supply chain, waste, reputational damage, and the end of life cost of a product, just to name a few issues, are what makes products cost more. 
So getting third-party certification to ensure and protect your business, your product, your supply chain, and your people against these costly problems ultimately reduces unforeseen costs and brings increased value to the company and to the customer. So if I give you an example, employee turnover is one of the highest costs any organization suffers from. Last year, we surveyed a group of fair trade certified farms in Mexico and found that they had an 85% retention rate or return rate for migrant workers against an industry standard of just above 60%. That translates to directly to cost reduction, supply chain stability, product consistency, and quality. So the question would be not just will the consumer pay more, my question is the businesses who invest in sustainability and are able to lower their costs in the long term, will they pass the savings on to customers just like they pass on the costs? It's a good question. We, we shall see. And, I, and it's interesting that you bring up other elements of cost of an item. I think that most consumers don't think about when you think about the cost of employee turnover, supply chain costs. I don't think most consumers have that depth of understanding of what goes into what an item is priced on shelf. So some good questions there and, and good questions to ask as we go forward. Now, I want to talk about um, fair trade itself and that fair trade label that is on packaging. Um, we get a sense that there's continued growth in consumer recognition of that label. Um, what do you think has led to that growth and recognition? I think it's been two things primarily. One, the fair trade certified seal uh, spans across the broadest range of product categories from produce to dairy, seafood, coffee, tea, apparel, home goods, footwear. In fact, ours is the only certification seal that can be seen across so many stores, shelves and geographies. And this recognition certainly comes from repeat repetition of seeing the seal. I also think recognition has grown thanks to some monumental uh, customer commitments. So just as an example, last year, J. Crew made a commitment to have over 90% of its cashmere and chino collections fair trade certified by 2025. Sam's Club committed to have 100% of its own brand coffee, tea, and cocoa fair trade certified by 2025. These commitments help increase brand awareness, not just of the seal, but of the value the certification brings and they create deeper loyalty for those companies dedicated to putting broader ethical sourcing programs in place. Is there more work being done by the organization to continue to educate consumers and raise the profile of, of fair trade and what it what it means to ultimately the consumer? There is. We work very closely with our brands. I say that we are uh, the um, supporting actor, not lead actor, not the protagonist, because the brand or the partner is absolutely the protagonist. But we like to support them in gaining recognition in line with their own marketing programs. Um, and I'm thrilled to share our new campaign this year, which is called Purchase with Purpose. And it's based on the old, uh, if you ever watched Sesame Street, the old one of these things is not like the other song. Um, and it's our way of uh, really highlighting that, in fact, there is a difference between two items that may look the same. Only one of them carries the certification seal. And that means only one of them has gone through the rigorous third party process of being certified to the highest ethical, uh, economic and environmental standards. I want to go back to the report for a second when when looking at the results and, and, and folks in the industry uh, give it a read. Um, what should retailers be focused on in the report? 
So retailers, I think, have the largest opportunity here. And in fact, over the last year and a half, we've actually worked to uh, build out our relationships with retailers to help them really execute to their ethical purchasing commitments. Um, So retailers expanding fair trade certification in new areas of their supply chain and product offerings is their biggest opportunity looking at where they may have risk in their supply chain, but also where they may be able to add customer value. I always say it's these two things. It's risk mitigation and value creation. That's really what the big benefit of sustainability is. And it's not one versus the other. It's both together. So a great example would be an expansion across the store. Again, if you think about any grocery store you've been into or even a clothing store you've been into, it's really expansion across the store, which is their opportunity. Seafood is a great example of that. Last week, I read a study entitled, How Ethical is the Seafood You Eat? Um, And that was followed by a Greenpeace study almost the next day on sustainability certification programs across fisheries and aquaculture and how retailers may be at risk by not addressing ethical sourcing standards where they're all focused on the environmental sourcing standards. So I think uh, recognizing certifications like ours as part of a retailer's overarching ethical and environmental sourcing program is a big step. As I said earlier, making these big commitments is important. And then we step in to help them really help connect them to the producers and suppliers, if you will, um, to start executing to that and and delivering on the promise. And along the same lines as a product supplier, uh, what should they be looking at as some important elements in this report? Well, I think it's the flip side. I think it's going back and looking at what retailers are focused on and seeing where their opportunities lie, seeing that the retailer has made a commitment, seeing that they're um, looking to improve, again, and mitigate risk in supply chain, maybe finding out or reading the news about you know issues in supply chain and being able to step in and offer, again, that supply chain resiliency and the certification is a great opportunity for any producer or product supplier. And then for Fair Trade uh, USA as an organization, um, what are some initiatives that, that are currently uh, a focus for the organization? Well, we are always focused on improving and innovating our certification standards. Standards don't stand still. Uh, the world changes, and it's very, very important that we innovate and we continue to look at meeting the need. And and as we think about our mission, which is to drive impact to farmers, fishers, workers across the world, making sure that we're, we're continuing to focus on that and address that. So late last year, we released a full update to our factory program standard. And this innovation gives us, in fact, the opportunity to work with new partners in new geographies with new factory types. So from footwear to toys and to cosmetics. Last year, we um, announced certification of Elf Cosmetics. It's the first uh, cosmetic company we've certified from with our factory program. So it's been able to innovate the standard and continue to work with new partners. Part of our innovation is also looking at how we can work with more domestic producers from farms to factories. Many people do not think of fair trade certification as a North American program. And yet many of the same supply chain risks exist here at home. So this is also a value-add opportunity. As you think about it, companies are thinking about local sourcing or what is now called friend shoring. So really rather than or sourcing, out rather than outsourcing or offshoring, friend shoring. And we're excited about the way our program addresses these unique needs as we think about the North America marketplace. And finally, expansion. 
Last year, we celebrated the milestone of having generated over $1 billion of additional income for workers in 60 countries. Now we're looking towards the next $1 billion and how we can continue to create impact for farmers, fishers, workers, their families, and their communities.